0: The varna system of the social organization of Hindus is a subject that needs to be tackled because it is at the heart of Hinduism. This system of social stratification has its origins in the Veda Samhitas and was repeated in Bhagavad Gita. It has been passed down to the present generations through the gotra system of marriages making one's caste a hereditary acquisition. That is to say that varnas have been passed down to the present generation through birth. It has been explained that the basis of the Varna caste system is that different people were mentally suited to different type of karmas and that humanity is divided into three gunas of mentality, sattvic, rajasic and tamasic. This raises the question of how these gunas are acquired by an individual and whether there should accordingly be flexibility in how the system is applied in society. Humans can change their mentalities depending on their life experiences, upbringing and education. The gunas are therefore not set in stone as a genetic acquisition. This means that any human being should flexibly be able to alter the Varna that he belongs to during the course of his life. Indeed in modern times we see that people of all castes perform all kinds of duties in society. There is therefore a need for reform and re-examination of the Hindu marriages so that it conforms to the reality of human biological composition regardless of how we have acquired the caste system through the passage of history. My first question was therefore to determine how flexible was the Varna-based caste system conceptually when it was created? Is there anything written in the Veda, Samhitas, or other Sruti that prohibited intervarna marriages, for example? Could a Shudra man marry a Brahmin girl, and if so, did they become Brahmins or Shudras? Also, do any of the Srutas or even Smritas prevent a Shudra person from declaring himself to be a Brahmin and adopting a Brahmin gotra through a yagna or ritual? Ramanuja Devanathan on Twitter at Iksasara, has replied: Let me put forth the opinion of Manu Smriti as it is, MS 10:8, meaning that if a Brahmin marry a Shudra girl then their children will be known as Nishada or Parashava i.e. as to 6 such are treated like Brahman but not as real Brahman as the mother of such children are from inferior sect. Now, to 12 This verse says that if a Shudra man marry a Brahman girl, then their children are known as Ayogava and this will be treated as mixed Varna and not as Brahman and they even do not get the status of like Brahman as in the case of Brahman Shudra children. This whatever is said in Manu Smriti, I reproduced, and it necessarily need not be my opinion. He says further, there is a Rick in Rigveda, 10-90, meaning is clear. This indicates that there existed Varna system. Further, in the Dharma Sutra of Apastamba, under Kalpa, it's said that this kind of rule is available in other sutras, both Griya and Dharma, and they quote such Veda sentence for authenticity. However, in Vedas nowhere it is found that Varna is by birth, as far as I know. There are numerous Smriti texts that quote Varna system by birth and they do differentiate one Varna from the other. You can go through an article available at this URL, http colon vedic underscore literature underscore says underscore cast underscore by underscore birth underscore is underscore It seemed to me that, a, a fifth cast of castless untouchable dalits is not permitted by the Shastras, Sruti or Smriti so that it is a religious duty of all Hindus to absorb these groups into the four Varnas, Ramanuja Devanodhan has agreed saying further that this was the prime duty of a democratic state and its citizens, and, b, matching surname for marriages rather than using the gotra assigned or adopted from their caste representatives causes the intended Varna system to break down. To my question of whether smritis are to be regarded as periodic updates that adapt the basic Vedic religion of Sruti to meet the conditions of a new yuga, Ramanuja Devanodhan replied. Smritis are based on Vedas. We can make any correction slash omission in Smritis if it doesn't go against Vedas, personal opinion. This is very useful to know for I am arguing for a new Smriti to be written to rectify the anomalies on Varna that I am discussing in this blog post. Dharma underscore seeker at religious forum said that Hindu Sim differentiated people not by his birth but by his thinking, actions and personality, and quotes, Sri Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4 verse 13, states, Chiturvarna maya sastam guna karma tasya kartaram api mam vidya kartaram avyayam, meaning that the fours varnas were established based on one's karma slash duties, and that an individual should be classified in a particular class varna, irrespective of his birth, if he possesses the decisive characteristic of that class. One's class should be decided considering the holistic picture of the qualities of the class of the person and those of the other classes. Shrimad Bhagavat, July twenty first, nineteen thirty five. It is good and practical to have a caste system that logically functions through birth because in doing so children are brought up to the values imparted to them by their parents which in turn will determine the balance of gunas that the child acquires. So the gotra based system of marriages should be retained. But for those individuals who show an excessive desire for doing good, or going into farming or the military, etc., there should be a system in place that enables them to transfer to the caste of their choice. The four verna should not be seen as upper slash higher or lower but simply a structure that describes a person by his guna and work for society. I disagree with the view often expressed that all three gunas are present in every individual. There are people on this earth who are absolute animals so entirely subjected to the tamasic guna without an iota of sattvic mentality. They commit horrendous crimes of terrorism, murders, rapes, robbery, pedophilia etc. These are the people that have no sense of responsibility and discipline and so are fit only for the menial tasks of society, as shudras. This is because their tamasic nature will make a mess of things like religious rituals, administration, and agriculture. But there are also people who are so caring and truthful that they are governed entirely by the sattvic guna. These are I accept rare and so exceptional cases. They are thoughtful and are truth seekers performing religious duties. This is because the sattvic guna of humans was awakened by God, Sri Krishna. Up until about 20,000 years ago all humans lived to tamasic guna like all other animals as their driving force from their consciousness. Of course there are those who have a bit of each guna. They can fit into other roles in society. My definition of human character is based on my own observations of human nature and not taken from the Shastras. According to what I have seen humanity is broadly classified into divine, Routinal or normal, and evil people who derive these three energies from their consciousness and which I define as being sattvic, rajasic and tamasic gunas respectively. Similarly, the roles for people in society are to be based on these characteristic gunas. Some of what we are is undoubtedly due to svabhava, nature slash genetics, but most of what we are is due to education and upbringing, prabhava. Otherwise our laws and orders would have been made to isolate people who are genetically very bad. Prison systems have the objective of reforming criminals so that it is possible through education to change people's gunas balance from Tamasic guna to Rajasic and Sattvic guna. The system of social stratification of society through the Varna system makes people think about who they are and what they should strive to. The thoughts that prompted the ancient rishis to think up the idea of Varna caste system were God-inspired thoughts that provided a rationale for the stratification of society along the lines of guna acquisition. Over these 7,000 years since the Vedic system was introduced, there has been increasingly more Sattvic Guna expressed in humanity so that the same system of Varna's being passed down by birth are no longer required to civilize human beings as there used to be to entrench the concept. But abandoning the system altogether will lead to people once again losing their Sattvic nature and reverting to their Tamasic Guna inspirations to live like animals. This can only be prevented by retention of the Varna system in some form. The brahmins need to be almost entirely governed by the sattvic guna. The duties of the brahmins are also no longer recognized to be intensive for all belonging to this class. There is no need for a gurukul for every brahmin. The most important tasks is learning the mantras and knowing how to conduct the priestly duties for all the functions of society. They should receive payment for these duties to society. Contemplation of the Brahman, Brahma, and meditation for guidance is of course important without which the Brahman will not attain a state where he is respected by society for being knowledgeable. Society should have a system in which such people are selected and accorded the role of a Brahman. The role of the Brahman in society needs to be re-evaluated according to today's realities. The Hindu system inherited from the Vedic times accepted that society should be organized. People should be selected for particular roles in society to optimize the functioning of the state according to the nature and character of the individuals. The classification of people according to Varna's meant that people always knew who is of what nature. It was truth in action. So I am suggesting that retention of a reformed Varna system will be good for Indians. Or the country will head towards disintegration. Indian society is disintegrating because the caste system was dismantled by pressures from Muslim and Christian invaders and the legacy that they left. The modern education system which we inherited copies the western basis of society and instills in this regard the principle of equality of human beings regardless of the type of character a person is. Further, secularism teaches Indians now that all that was given to us by religion is bad and not to be tolerated in the running of government. In my view what we need is a Hindu Rashtra or a Dharmarashtra that will bring ancient wisdom into play again for the future of India. This is because there was scientific sense to the Vedic system which needs to be explained. A society needs firm foundations based on the realities of our constitution. If we can agree on what our constitution is progress can be made. The problem from the way I see it is the rigidity with which the caste system has traditionally been applied. This goes back to Manus Mridi which is in need of revision. It should be flexible to enable people to change their roles in society. The fact remains that a society needs specialists, and this specialism gets better if it is passed through families in which the parents teach their children to adopt the roles that the family fulfills to maintain the society. But if through genetic, svabhava, changes people feel that they have greater aptitude for the roles fulfilled by another class of people than in Hindu society, there should be a mechanism that sanctions that change in role. The designation of varna should not be for the entire lifetime and necessarily hereditary to enable those who feel compelled to change their class to do so freely. Further, the entrenchment of the designation of in-between classes that have exacerbated the Dalit problem of untouchability by the operation of the traditional system which effectively outlaws marriages and sex between castes should be reformed, by the children of these relationships being assigned to a group that is to be decided by their parents only. I believe that the Dalit community has developed largely by the rigidity with which Manusmriti lays down the law on this. The religious community needs to revise it and come up with a new Smriti that is more humane and meets the science of the realities of human biology. If one studies surnames in Vernas, one can associate many surnames with their particular Vernas. This complication arose after centuries of Hindu evolution that was perpetuated through the gotra system of marriages. Checking the surname slowly become a quick way of examining whether a marriage can take place such that it is restricted within the Vernas but it is subjected to false matches. People forgot their gotras. Matching surnames even replace the gotra basis for marriages. This needs to change in the gotra system for marriages restored for Varna compatibility. This is because there are surnames that belong to perhaps two Varnas, like Mishras can be Brahmins as well as Kshatriyas, I believe, you need to check this. So surnames are not the basis for marriages and perpetuation of certain surnames should not be a factor. It creates Yadis, the very animalistic grouping social system that Varna system was supposed to replace. Perpetuation of a Varna is the factor that needs to be operating. So significant reforms are needed for society. The corrupt system will further break down when people are able to change their Varnas and Gotras but retain their surnames. I know that surnames are created even now by some Hindus. When people get their children married to those of only certain professions the Varna system will be maintained. We do not want to stand united in man-made material objectives. We the Hindus wish to live our lives spiritually. For that, we need to understand where our religion comes from. We need to study human evolution for this. When this is done, we see that our ancient masters were the beneficiary of divine revelation on how to organize our society. This makes us want to find out what our purpose of existence is. If there was a God who had created this universe and the world we live in, and who is all powerful and can do anything he wishes in this world, our ancients realized that we must live in accordance with that God's advice for us humans. Man by himself was not intelligent enough to know where he should be heading. So those of us who have studied humanity come to realize that God Himself has imparted wisdom to us through human history. Great civilizations of mahenjo daro harappa were built through this faith in the Vedic knowledge. The Varna caste system is central to the organization of society suggested to us by God but it became corrupted through Smriti knowledge and competing ideologies of Buddhism, Islam, and Christianity. God had to make another revelation in the Bhagavad Gita to restore the Vedic knowledge on it. The Hindu civilization is the most ancient because studies show that agriculture and culture developed in the subcontinent. The Vedic knowledge through Sruti and Smriti showed us the futility of materialism but to treat life as a spiritual journey. The Varna-based caste system is the central feature of the spiritual organization of Hindu society. This spiritual journey leads to our salvation, that is liberation and moksha. We transcend the tamasic needs of the body and focus on sanat and dharma to take us into the spiritual plane of existence. This means we know the limited capacity of the human mind to know and act on anything. We rely on God to provide us with the wisdom to assemble ourselves into a society that enables the people to live spiritually. History shows that the Hindus surmounted all kinds of obstacles and interferences in their predisposition to live to the spirituality that has been handed down to them from about 10,000 years ago. We withstood the colonialists from Persia and Britain. So we know that God is with us not against us. We are a population of 1,200 million people not counting the Hindu diaspora. So why should we listen to ideas that suggest that we dismantle the basis for our existence that comes from ignorance of our biological endowments? We see the evidence in the state of what was Great Britain that such Western ideas are doomed because they had no basis in spirituality. The essential question is whether people should be subdivided into groups depending on their mentalities and aptitudes for the efficient functioning of society? If such a system has been suggested to humans by God it becomes the religion of the people, so that the spirituality exhibited by adherents of the religion relates to a faith in God that he has shown the people the right way to live that will lead to mental peace, prosperity and security. The Varna system is believed to have been introduced by God in Rig Veda as one of the earliest scriptures of the Hindu people, the mouth of Purusha being Brahmins, arms being Kshatriyas, thighs being Vaishyas and feet being Shudras. So my question was should we not trust God that this is a good way to organize our society? Or should one instead put faith in man-made structures through ideas such as secularism in which we do not listen at all to religious dictations, or listen to the gods of the Guna consciousness deities? Dharma was also an essential part of Vedic society. Dharma constitutes the duties and righteous actions of each Varna in fulfilling their roles in society, whereas Sanat and Dharma is the advice given by God to people on the aims of society in relation to the natural environment. This changes from Yuga to Yuga as the environment changes and people's knowledge does too so that God uses avatars to clarify the way society should conduct itself in different periods of history. That is the Hindu belief. Prior to the introduction of Verna's all of mankind lived to Tamasit Guna in groups competing with each other. These groups were the previous Yadis in the caste system of tribalism perpetuated through endogamy. For Hindus, God introduced the Varna system as a way of civilizing humanity away from the tamasic animalistic living to replace the jati based communalism that created rivalry and conflict between different sections of humanity. Humans became gentler through the cultivation of their sattvic guna by God's interjection of ideas. The process of Varna transformation was one such idea and this is far from complete in India as it was corrupted and had to withstand the forces of communalism and developments from colonialism that opposed it. One would however be right in asking what is the proof that God introduced the Varna system or that he interjects into humanity to guide people from time to time, and question why Hindus were subjugated by Muslims and the British if God was on the side of Indians. The reason I believe this is because the conception of Varna's is divine because it optimizes the human potential for the evolution of a successful humanity that would have the characteristics required to perpetuate itself into the future. Who really knows what the thoughts of gods are in running the entire world? One can only hazard a guess knowing that he has the entire humanity's welfare in mind in some way. The clue we have from Hindu scriptures is his display of Vishwarupa. Knowing this we just get one with our dharma, religious duties, and leave the rest to him. In this regard, it is useful to consider the Varna issue in light of the history of human evolution in the Indian subcontinent. There was never any sudden invasion of a culture of Aryans from the Middle East and Central Asia and Africa into Northern India as belonging to people called the Aryans. The transfer of Vedic culture was the other way round although the language did come to northern India from the west. Aryans are actually the descendants of Homo sapiens that started arriving in India from about 50,000 years ago, rather than there being a sudden ingress less than 10,000 years ago. The Dravidians of India are the original descendants, of Homo erectus, who came from Africa 1.5 million years ago as the first out-of-Africa migration of humanity. The Dravidians set it in the south in large numbers because it was more fertile with tropical rainforests and therefore abound with food resources whereas northern India was much more arid with less seasonal, monsoon, rains and therefore composed of deciduous forests and grasslands with only the two major river systems of Indus and Ganga from the Himalayas creating areas for agriculture. North Indians were therefore largely pastoralists until these river basins were cleared for agriculture. The Dravidians gradually adopted the culture and agricultural practices developed by the North Indians. This difference in the origins of the two groups of people and geography explain why there are fundamental differences in the languages and races of the two groups. The Vedic cultural system seems to have originated in the Indo-Gangetic plains of northern India from about 6,000 years ago, and was transmitted to the Dravidian lands in the south and to the west. Their remnants in the west are the Zoroastrian and Yazidi communities of Iran and Iraq. It had its administrative capital at mohenjo daro and Harappa with other settlements along the Indus River. This urban civilization got dismantled when the Indus River basin became depleted of soil nutrients from the clay removal for brick production and the fact that fertilizers were not widely used in those times. The Vedic Sanskrit language originated in the Central Asia but was adopted by Northern India where it developed further and generated the regional languages of India in due course. The important issue is what hurdles the Varna system, a religion, had in combating the tribal jati system across all of India since its introduction and what the future holds. If religion dies in India then the country will return to increased communalism. Hinduism has always been debated as to what it comprises of. It is time to have a good close look at it and adopt what is scientifically sound in conception and humane in nature. The reforms I am suggesting will for example enable Dalits to become Brahmins if they chose to adopt the role of teachers by instituting this in the constitution of the nation. Dalits are already into business, millionaires, which should be a Vaishya role, and they are into politics, a Kshatriya role. But once they adopt those roles, the constitution of India will have to delete their Dalit status and assign them the role of a Vaishya or Kshatriya as the case may be. Similarly, scheduled tribes should also have the facility to become mainstream Hindus by being allowed to adopt a Varna of their choice and fulfill the role that they wish to society all positive discrimination privileges for these backward classes, e.g. reservation in jobs and others, that causes unfairness and abuse will disappear forever. It does India no good whatsoever to have people in the scheduled caste and scheduled tribes section, which goes back to the depressed classes status given to such people by the British, so that the long-term goal of the government must be the elimination of these groups from society altogether. The Varna system so retained will only sociologically divide people according to their mental state of the type of aptitude and character the people are, that is on the basis of their gunas. In a reformed system all the jobs and professions in the state will be categorized as belonging to one or other of the four Varnas and a person of the assigned Varna alone would be selected for a given job. All citizens will decide on their 21st birthday which group of Varna they wish to belong to and which gotra they wish to adopt. Belonging to the Shudra community would clearly be seen as a punishment for misconduct in society so that any person convicted of crime by a court, no matter how minor a crime it is, should automatically be designated into the Shudra group from that day. Their children will continue to belong to their birth varna until their 21st birthday when they will chose afresh. At the other extreme Hindus recognize that the fundamental basis of spirituality is truth. The Hindu society placed emphasis on this by the creation of Brahmanism, through the Brahman caste of society. These people acquire knowledge and are then available to teach children science, the environment and history as well as guiding the general public in spiritual matters as priests in temples and at large, both roles designed to ensure that society did not disintegrate. They will also go into the science and technology professions. They will need to be fully versed in the Vedas and other religious literature and prove this by passing certified examinations. Similarly, Kshatriya and Vaishya groups will be educated for the professions that are assigned to these groups from an early age. Kshatriyas will go into the armed forces, administration, justice system, policing, and politics, whereas Vaishyas will go into farming and business at all levels. Shudras will work in the formal and informal service sector as manual and, skilled and unskilled, laborers. In the reform system, marriages between partners of different Varnas will be permitted and their children will belong to the Varna of a father until their 21st birthday when they will decide afresh all persons will be required to register their varnas in a registry office of the state on their twenty-first birthday. It should be noted that dharma is inseparable from the varna caste system. The dharma of different varnas are different, the dharma for a brahmin is to seek the truth and expose knowledge for society, the dharma for a Kshatriya is to fight physically to protect society, the dharma for a vaishya is to conduct the business and agriculture to sustain society, while the shudras do the menial tasks according to what society needs. That is how the ideal Hindu society should be organized. The Brahmins do not fight to kill, they have to be sattvic and practice non-violence completely. They cannot even recommend violence to the king-slash-ruler as way of dealing with issues that affect society. The Kshatriyas and Vashyas on the other hand should be of Rajasid gunas to deal with issues of security including food security respectively. It is only for Kshatriyas and Vaishyas that the Mahabharata Shloka Amisa Param Dharmo, Dharmo Ava the Vacho, Dharma Avo Hadohandi, dharma rakshati Rakshata is applicable. Shudras, being of tamasic mentality do not have any restrictions of Amisa of other aspects of personal conduct as they are accepted as being people of tamasic mentality. Thus, my end goals are, firstly, to develop the Indian society in accordance with our individual mental dispositions, that is on the basis of our individual gunas, and secondly, to adhere to our religion in accordance with the knowledge imparted to us by God in the Vedas so that as Hindus we can take pride in who we are by living closest to reality. We will continue to have a Shudra class made up of ex-criminals convicted by a court of law and because they voluntarily hold antisocial views by displaying these in public which if reported to the police will be judged by a court before they are reclassified as Shudras. Antisocial views are those do not accept Vedic Dharma. Their crimes could be anything from rapes, murders, robbery, antisocial acts, financial fraud even by billionaires, damaging reputations, speaking up against Vedic Dharma. These humans are backward in nature because they are reluctant to adopt Vedic Dharma, that is meet their social obligations to society. Once they are classified as shudras they will become employable only in the informal and formal labor sector as part of their punishment for their crimes. This employment sector will be community work such as road sweeping, cleaning public toilets, mining, repairing infrastructure, etc. They will be guaranteed such basic employment by the state. They will not be permitted jobs and facilities in other sectors so that the question of reservation does not arise. So it is expected that this shudra group will be a small one and diminishing over time, but crime being what it is it will never be eliminated except when we approach utopia. I am aware that there were those people who today are regarded as rishis and sages but who apparently came from the shudras varna. This just goes to show that the varna system had already been corrupted by the smritis of the day that advocated varna descent by birth and prevented inter-caste marriages. E.g., Manusmriti. Real Shudras were and are not supposed to write spiritual conceptions such as the Bhagavad Gita or the Ramayana by Valmiki. It is therefore possible that they were really Brahmins by gunas but Shudras by birth. Shudras' assigned role was intended by the Vedas to be serving people's and society's menial needs because they were not fit to be doing the mentally demanding tasks of the Brahmins, Kshatriyas, and the Vaishyas. That is why they came from the bottommost part of the Purusha, which bears the burden of the body, gets dirty, and suffers injury from walking only real Brahmins, representing the mouth of the Purusha, were meant to be teachers and guides having the Guna potential to perform this role. They were the only people selected by God as avatars to guide the people in religious teachings. This must continue. The Smriti corruption of the original Vedic conception is evident from the fact that it could not incorporate all of Indian humanity into the four varnas, so that those scheduled tribes known by their associations into the Jati system of caste are still a large part of the Indian population, and in practice we see people who are in between castes. This was never the intention of the Varna system of social differentiation. One needs to ask which part of the Purusha did the Dalit slash untouchable slash tribal people arise from? Are they not human beings who must be incorporated into the Varna system? Why did not any of the smritis do this? No society can be stable if criminals are not identified in some way so that people know to be aware of them and keep their distance. The Shudra Varna is the only one fit for this dumping ground for criminals who are anti-social elements of society. I am not convinced that the Varna system has outlived its utility rather than still having a useful role in modifying the behavior of Indians away from crime, strife and communalism for the creation of a society that is decent and productive in meeting the material and spiritual needs of the people. Mr. Steven Pinker in his book The Angels of Our Better Nature has shown that violence has decreased over time. So we are heading towards a better world. Indian society is relatively peaceful given its diverse inhabitants evolving together but the nation is not united under a coherent culture that is described as Hindu Sim. We therefore need to examine its cultural inheritance carefully in this light before ditching the Varna conception. Of course we know that the system has become corroded because of centuries of doubt generated from Smriti of dubious value or serving a different period of history to meet the challenges of those Tims and from the legacies of Western colonialism even after Buddhism was successfully seen off in India. It does not mean that the Varna system cannot be reformed to a sensible composition that meet today's realities. Any such reformation must be based on consideration that the system generated binds the Hindus into a society that lies to the reality of the existence of a God who wishes us well in our journey to live in tune with the nature created by God. In conclusion, the Varna caste system is fundamental to one particular religion in Hinduism, the Vedic religion. This is the religion given to Hindus through the Vedas in which Purusha has four components, Brahmins, mouth, kshatriyas, arm, vashyas, legs, and shudras, feet. This Rig Vedic knowledge was revealed to Indians of Aryan descent by Sri Krishna, the Supreme God, who confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita that he had created the Varna caste system of society. Most Hindus adopted this system of social organization, but it got corrupted through ignorance to become an inheritance by birth. This is not the way it was supposed to have been implemented in society and it is now a criminal offence for anyone to be discriminated on the basis of their inherited varna whether it will get reformed into a more sensible varna system or get abandoned due to its impracticality we will have to wait and see it will above all depend on whether the people of india wish to surrender to the wishes of god on how to organise their society this they will only do if it makes scientific sense namely on the suggestion that humans have different characters and mentalities gunas that suit them for different roles in society that will be the vedic way of living Loading. January 24, 2015, posted by Shantanup, uncategorized.